Hello, everyone, and welcome to 50. Now what? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton, and today's episode is all about pivoting and making changes in your life and career. Now, we've come a long way to make it into this season of our life, and our stories are often guided by intuition and instinct. If you've ever made a major change in your life or looking to make one now, you're not alone. And here to dive into this topic with me is award-winning author Sharon Norris Elliott. Some of her books include A Woman God Can Bless, Didn't See That Coming, When How They're Living Is Not How You Raise Them, and 366 Glimpses of God. In addition to her work as an author, Sharon is a minister, a broadcaster, and a mentor and editor for others working on their own books and manuscripts. She believes God is always guiding you and speaking to you and knows more than anyone that life is often calling you to make changes, not just for yourself, but for the greater good. At the same time, Sharon's the first to admit that change isn't easy and requires time and commitment. From trusting your gut to taking that leap, we're here to discuss it all. Hello, Sharon. Hey, Alicia. Glad to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited. Me too. I've been looking forward to this all week because, you know, know. We, can get in, we can get into some stuff. But we're talking today about pivoting, Ooh, making those changes in your life, right? Yeah. And I know you've been down that road and, and got a lot more experience than I do with that. And so I'm looking forward to jumping into it with you. But uh, like I was saying in the intro, you know, we come to certain points in our life and you come to those crossroads in life and, and you may have several of those crossroads and making those difficult decisions. You know, you, you get to that point and you want to know is this time? And I believe we're always guided. You got that, Mm -hmm. that internal compass or uh, or GPS, you know, technology's changed. So it's a GPS now. Uh, (laughs) And your initial, and your initial intuition is that driver. Mm -hmm. So uh, from your perspective, I think a lot of it has to do with how your intuition speaks to you and, and knowing that voice. And also, uh, can you always trust your gut? What do you think? Okay, so you mentioned a GPS, right? Yeah. We, we know that as a global positioning satellite, right? That G, the thing up in the air, right? All right. Well, Break down the acronyms. That's why right. I love you on the Well, show. the thing in the air for <laughs> me, right, is my God positioning system. All right? <laughs> so that, that intuition, yes, I have that free will, right? I can make my own decisions and all that kind of stuff, but I am also guided by a much higher power. And as I move along, I can make decisions that feel good, that seem logical, right? But then if I step out a wrong way or in a way that may hurt me, I have that GPS, my GPS, right? That will say, okay, wait a minute, (laughs) you know, and will give me that message that, wait a minute, I need to look at this again, you know, or something of that nature. So having a connection, a higher connection to begin with helps me to make decisions and see where I'm supposed to go and where I'm not supposed to go. I just need to be listening 
Exactly. I, I agree with that. And, and people can reference it as however, but at the same time, that's what's being given to you is right. is something that is outside and above you yeah. uh, that gives you that that path that you're supposed to be on. And, and, and a lot of how we listen to that voice or not just listen to the voice, but how we view our work life and how what we're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. versus what we're hearing we're supposed to do can be driven from many different ways. You oh, know, it yeah. could be from your... It can come from your upbringing. It could be, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's generational cues, you know, like the boomers, you know, different <laughs> way of seeing their life as opposed to the Gen Xers and the millennials is, oh, that okay. turned it up and the, and the Gen Zers is <laughs> taking it to a whole new level. And, right. and you can speak from that, from those generational differences as well. And that influence you. Yeah. Yeah. Even though we're looking at things differently, we still have some of the main things in common. Right. We all want to be significant. Right. That is the tagline of my ministry, for example, live significantly. We all want to make a difference. We all want our children to succeed and, and live happily. And to our point of our topic. Right. My generation is living longer than other generations and Mm -hmm. i'm not going to do the same thing that i've Mm -hmm. done um for i taught school for 35 years loved it um i taught teenagers hello (laughs) teenagers were my people right that's right yeah but it was time for me to make a change right whereas the millennials I don't think the millennials are going to be in one place for 35 years. Not at all. Right. They're going to make some changes, but change happens. And that's what we're talking about today. If we're 50, you know, I've, I've been through the fifties. Hello. I know. That's why I had to have you here. I need you to, so you can speak back to me. (laughs) This was not, you know, this was perfect. And speaking as, as Gen Xer, you know, we were raised by, a lot of us were raised by boomers. And I think those generations before us are usually the ones pushing us forward, knowing that this is not going to be the same for you as it was for me. And I was uh, very fortunate. I think uh, with the Gen Xers, I think we were coined the, the latchkey kids kind of generation. We Ooh. were the latchkey kids. And so we had a lot of different uh, external influences on us as well, because I thought, you know, that I was, you know, and, and, and taught basically that you're going to definitely go to college. That was a definite move. I think definite. the boomers, that was a boomer, like you gotta go. You're right. And after that, you get your job, you work your job, you get, you know, you raise your family and you, you do good by the world and you do good, right. you know, with what, what God has given you. And those were all good things. Like you said, those basics stay the same. Cause you know, yeah. you don't work, you don't eat. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you don't work, you don't eat. But at the same time, I think, at least for me, that inkling of, you know what, I don't think I'm going to be doing this forever started in college hmm. when I had to wow. pivot. my. I consider that my first pivot, like understanding that nursing is probably not going to be for me. You know, hmm. liking science and liking anatomy and physiology is not the same as taking care of sick people. That, that's, that's good. That, that's, you know. That, that's you know. interesting that you would say your first pivot was in college because I think think my first, if you say it that way, my first pivot was in college too. When you change those majors, I changed majors. I changed three times. (laughs) Right. But I hadn't been, you know, when I think about pivoting, I do think about being somewhere for a while and then making that complete change. When it comes to making a change 
making a pivot, right? The first thing yeah. we the first thing we want to know is that a pivot is intentional. It is. Right, it's intentional. You I remember when I was a little girl, I would love to have those skirts that went out and probably had a little um a little slip underneath of something mm-hmm. frilly and I would twirl. Yes. And see my dress go out, you know, oh, that was wonderful, right? I remember that. Yeah. A pivot is not a twirl. It is not. It is a turn with purpose. Absolutely. And also giving yourself the time and the grace because making that pivot, it may take a minute. A pivot takes a minute. A right? pivot takes it, a minute. It's not something that you just, oh, I'm going to do this now. Right. Right. So, Sharon, why do you think, in, in your opinion, why do people pivot in their lives? Is it just a calling? Is it something internal? Mm-hmm. Why do people get to a point where they feel that they need to pivot in their lives? Right. There are several different reasons I think people pivot. It could be a frustration (laughs) with the job that you're doing. That is not the best reason, I don't think, because just being mad is not necessarily a reason to change or, or move. Right. It could be a natural time element. You could be retiring, but you're not finished. You know, it's just like, I'm not done. I'm not going to just sit in my house and watch TV, (laughs) right? So it could be time. It could be a natural something that happens. Like I said, like COVID or something like that. It could be something that you couldn't help. Maybe the job just stopped. You know, I've had that happen before. Where a school where I was teaching closed. (laughs) I had to pivot. Pivot. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Right. Right. Um, it right. could be Or you're just called out. Right. It could be like for women, maybe you get pregnant and you're thinking, mm-hmm. ooh, you know, Pivot. these babies are gonna <laughs> right. Or you're right. So there are natural reasons, there are um outside, you know, reasons. External. 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 Mm-hmm. Thank you. I was like, I could I could not pull that word. It was external. Okay. so <laughs> I saw you pulling it, though. I saw you reaching for it. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, like I said, discomfort, just because yeah, I'm not comfortable, mm, that's not necessarily a great reason. Right. Right. Or it could be your calling. And your call. Right. But, you know, Sharon, uh, when people are getting ready to pivot, it can be scary. Yeah. Change is scary. So I'm going to validate your feelings of fear. <laughs> Um, and and know that there is groundwork that is necessary okay Mm -hmm. now the fear factor (laughs) comes in (laughs) even more strongly when you have to pivot quickly like Mm -hmm. if that job say ends and you didn't have warning and you're like ah yes (laughs) what am I going to (laughs) do right Pivot. Pivot. But (laughs) you can still do it, which is even more, it's even more important for all of us to start thinking about what would I do if? Uh Even before it's necessary to think about what should I do if, right? Start thinking about that. And the nice question is, What would you do for free, even if you weren't getting paid? What would you love to do, right? If you start thinking about that before you need it, (laughs) 
<laughs> right? Yes. You can start laying some groundwork. You can start yes. investing in that vision. You can start putting in some time. So yes. for example, if you wanted to be a speaker, say right on the speaker circuit, there's going to be some groundwork that you have to put in before you are recognized. And that's one of the things. You've got to start getting your name out there, for example. Yes. That takes time. That takes you being able to maybe take a speaking engagement that doesn't pay you anything or that pays you just $25, right? right. But to get your name out there. This is groundwork type yes. of things. If you're writing a book, you start going to conferences, you start investing right in that because that. that pivot is going to be based on the foundation of whatever you have already put into place. Right. I love that. Right. Yes. So start now. <laughs> start now. I love it. <laughs> Putting those things into place and I don't know, it wasn't me, so I wish I had said this, but it wasn't me, but I don't know who said it. And that is to start acting like the person you want to be. Ooh, that is so rich. Right. So Absolutely. So, right, even now, right, I'm working for myself, but I'm an executive. I am the CEO, the founder and CEO of Authorize Me Literary Firm. And so I get up at my house. Mm -hmm. I shower, I get dressed to come to work. I'm not sloughing around all day in my pajamas. And That's now it. I might have on my slippers, but. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. It's okay. I, I'm not putting on heels in the house. Okay, so that's just all. You... <laughs> but, you know, but there's a foundation that needs to be laid and no one is going to lay the foundation for you, but you. That's right, but you. So you want to get started so that when it is time for you to pivot, ah, you have some ready. things in the works. I love yes. that, Sharon. Mm -hmm. That is perfect. Stay ready so you don't have to get there ready. There you go. Well, Sharon, I, you know, I'm sure people listening and, and, and in my audience are, are listening to this. And I'm, I'm sure they said, well, I want to pivot, but they don't know what they're supposed to do. How do I, how do I know what it is that I'm supposed to do? What is, what am I truly supposed to do? If, if I want to pivot and I want to start laying groundwork, how do I even know what to lay the groundwork right. for? Right. One of the best ways to find out what you should do is to go back to thinking about what you love to do as a child. What mm. was it that just lit your fire? You were so excited about doing it. It kept you out past curfew, you know. Doing, <laughs> the doing, lights are on. The lights are on <laughs> on the streetlight, right? And you're like, ah, you know, because you were so wrapped up in doing what that thing was, right? Yeah. Now, go back further than when you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend and you were out with oh, them. okay. Not that. <laughs> okay. We're not talking about that. Point taken. <laughs> right. We're talking about, you know, what, just what was it? You were so wrapped up in it, right? For me, it was playing school. I loved to play school when I got home from yeah. school, right? Yeah. And I was supposed to be in the house either practicing piano or setting the table for dinner, but I'm playing school and I'm keeping everybody else, right? Out <laughs> because they're at the school. And what did I become? 
duh, a teacher, right? <laughs> Whatever. Right. And even in my new profession, my pivoted right profession, I'm still teaching. That was it. That was what was down inside. So what is it that you loved? You just loved it. And you mm-hmm. did it because you loved it. And let that be the initial guidance for what you should be doing, right, with the rest of your life. And, you know, I just love that analogy. And I think sometimes we we lose sight of that, that, that childlike uh, essence mm-hmm. that you, that you kind of come in with. And it, it usually is flagging what those instincts are, what those intuitions are. Yeah. And I, I love that you mentioned that because I remember – even when I was a kid, I used to just record people talking and, and interviewing people. You know, remember the little boom boxes? Yeah. I had a little boom box and I used to hit the, you hit the record button. See? It was playing record at the same time. And I would just sit there and be like, hey, so you guys, we finna talk. We finna, we finna play show. You know, we finna sit up here and we gonna talk and I'm gonna interview y'all. And it would turn into just, and yeah. sometimes it would just be me talking to, I would have bears lined up. I'd just be, we'd have an interview and I'd be doing all the voices. I love that. You know, when we start, uh, talking about pivoting there mm-hmm. there are some real some key things that mm-hmm. that, I, that I think you have to kind of keep in mind and you've, you've touched on them a lot of them already in terms of listening being able to to listen to what truly is the intuition that's being given to you and what truly is what you're supposed to be doing it's not some quick mm-hmm. little I think I'll do that it's it's not <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. It's 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 not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's it, it is intentional. It's not something that's instantaneous. Right. And it's, what do you think though about? Because you've 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 done this so many times, and you've you've had this kind of innate in you in terms mm-hmm. of your own teaching, which is why I wanted you here to teach us. <laughs> uh, in terms of some of the practical steps, when mm-hmm. you, when you start pivoting, you know, there there's a place where you start, and we've already started with the intuition, the knowing that it's what you're supposed to do. And then the next step would be. Well, you know what, Alicia, um, let's back it up just a little bit because okay. I hear a lot, you know, people saying, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. just taking, taking inventory of what you used to love as a kid, it may yeah. not seem like a lot, until you voice it to someone else, right? Got it. Ask your friends, what do you see in me? I remember going Mm. to my first writer's conference and a writer's conference is a place where you go and you actually meet with professionals in the business, right? Who are looking for writers. And so I went to my first one, didn't know a thing about the publishing industry and I'm just wide-eyed, right? Going from seminar to seminar, just woo-woo, you know. And I came home from that and I I was so excited. You could see a picture over my shoulder here. That was taken at the very <laughs> first writer's conference that I ever went to and I always keep it in front of me, right? That is oh, my that. history, right? That's legacy right there. That. And I was so excited about discovering that I was a writer. And Mm. I came back and I'm telling my friends, and they're looking at me like, we knew that. Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay, so all along, I had been writing things. I I had always written poems and little songs and 
little stories and all through, but all through school, not one educator said that to me, uh. said anything about writing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I believe if they had, I probably would have majored in journalism or, you know, or something like that. But anyway, ask other people if you don't know. Hmm. Ask your close friends, right? What do what do you see? You might be the one wow. who is always coming up with the answer when all your friends are together and you guys are just talking, you know, and you never have thought about it, but you're always the one who comes up with the answer. That that's, that's true. That's counseling. That is right. And, and you never saw it, but never saw it. You just naturally do it. So that's one of the first steps. Right. And, and and to add to that, ask them and also see what they're always asking you to do. See, that's why I like talking to you because I, I'm just realizing like, yeah, you know, I realized everybody was always asking me to MC something. Okay. Can you go and talk here? Can you speak here? And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. And at the point, I'm like, why are they always asking me that? That's good. So there's step <laughs> two. Yeah, we need to put together this step whole thing, right? So Oh, yeah, this, this think, is definitely going to be. Think back, right? Well, that's number three, I guess. Think back to your childhood. Ask other people what they see in you. And then think about what people are always asking you to do. Yeah, that's number three. Yes. That, that's good. That's good. See and how this is coming together? Look at this. And here's another. Now, on that note, <laughs> on that point, one of my friends uh, was talking to me one time. And people would just call me and ask about, like, the industry and some question. And I'd answer them or what have you. And one of my friends said, girl. That is called consulting. Boom. You need to monetize that. What? <laughs> you know? mm -hmm. I'm like, and, and you start thinking, wait a minute. People would pay me money? Yeah. <laughs> for that? Yes. You Absolutely. are an expert in this field. Yes. And that is valuable. And so I would think along with realizing that you have a talent and people are always asking you about it. Yes, you're going to now be able to say, wait a minute, you know, I'm going to monetize that. But before you do that, tell yourself how valuable you are. Yes, I love, yes. You are valuable. What you know is valuable. Now, I'm not asking you to get the big head. That's not the point. The point is so many of us devalue who we are. And, and that's why, you know, we don't want to, you know, push ourselves on people or, you know, have people think, oh, she thinks she's this and she thinks, wait a minute, Macy's does not have a problem they telling you that these shoes are worth $180. Yeah. Now you could go over to pay less yeah. and get some shoes <laughs> that are $15. Yeah. But Macy's and Nordstrom's and anybody else, right? Those big, big chain department stores, they are not blinking an eye. No. And they don't tell you how they're going to hurt your foot either. They don't even care. No. They just to tell know. you that this <laughs> shoe is they don't care about your feet. valued at X amount. So X you, amount. Are, you are worth what God made you to be. Right. Knowing your worth. Right. Knowing your you worth. Know it. Believe it. And be okay. Girl, I was 
more shocked than anybody else when I said, okay, you know, we can talk about that. We can have a consulting hour, you know, for, you know, my fee. And they said, oh, okay. Do I send it yeah. to Cash App? And I was like. Yeah. You take I was Venmo, glad I was on the phone. PayPal. What you want? What I was glad want? I was on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. You know, okay. That's true. It's right. absolutely true. When when they see the value in what they can see the value in you that like you said a lot of times you're not actually seeing in yourself. In yourself. Yes. And that that brings me to a lot of times cuz sometimes you think that you know what what you're doing is um you know it's, it's not it doesn't have to be your hobby. And I think sometimes people are thinking that doing what comes into your natural acumen if it's not you know, something that's in a very traditional, conventional type of job, a mm-hmm. conventional type of way, that it is somehow not worth as much. But right. people are looking for these creatives and people who know how to use right and left side brain and, mm-hmm. and make something happen and put it in such a way that it's a skill set yeah. that no one else can really have or bring to the table quite the way you do. Yes, yes someone can teach, but they're not going to teach quite the way Sharon's going to teach or be able to bring it to you in quite the same way. Mm-hmm. And I always think that all the experience that you've had along the way, whether you think is good or bad, it is a value to where you are instinctually trying to pivot to or trying to move to. Yes. That's just what I think. Yeah, and and we tend to be a youth culture. Yes. You know, and I think that something that I love about our millennials, Gen Zers, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, (laughs) I'm going to put it out there, something that I love about them is I believe that they do value the knowledge of their elders. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it seems like, oh, they're just out there. I'm just going to do things my way. But actually, I agree with you, Sharon. Mm -hmm. I really and I and I come from a space where I think and you may have had the same experiences that the older generations before us or before me. A lot of times were a lot of generational bashing on on where we were trying to go. And a lot of it was just taking what they had been taught and the value of what you were teaching Mm -hmm. and expanding upon it. Because I think that's kind of necessary for the next generation to grow and for us all to evolve. Uh, I see a lot of millennials and Gen Zers, they're able to, they have access to a lot of information Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's information overload and drawing back to just where that, where that root center is, Mm -hmm. you come back and go, mom was right. You know, and I, (laughs) you do, it comes back to that. Sometimes you kind of go, especially if you, if you, if you've been blessed with a really strong household like that, or just good teachers and good mentors in and around you Mm -hmm. that have taught you, you know, how to, how to love yourself and love people and, and making that true connection to the root of who you are. Mm -hmm. um, It really does kind of, make its way back. Right. It really does make its way back to those teachers and those pivotal people in your life. Oh, absolutely. And we're, when we're taping this, it's during black history month. And yes. obviously a month is not long enough for our history, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> focusing on black history. And it is true that if we do not learn from history, we are doomed to repeat it. And mm-hmm. so knowing knowing our history, knowing the wisdom that we have learned from our history includes listening to those of us 
who are still here. Yes, because you can't you can't make up what you've learned. You know what I mean? The the, the years are yours. The time that you spent in good and bad, whatever mm-hmm. whatever has happened in your life, is all of value to where to the path that you're on. Yeah. And I think that it comes to also when we're talking about making a plan, sort of speak. It, you know, because it's going to take a minute. Like we said, a pivot takes a minute. And, and during those minutes, mm-hmm. coming up with some type of a plan and, and investing in your vision and investing <laughs> where that pivot's going to go. And That's I the- think, and you spoke to that and you spoke to that. You had, you went to a course, you started going to yeah. these trainings and knowing that, oh yeah, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it, it is refreshing. That's exactly what I was going to say. You beat me to the punch on that one, Alicia. I- uh, but that's, I think, number four. Is that number four on our list? Have we got more than four? Anyway, oh no, oh I no. think it might be number four oh no. on our list is to invest in your vision. This is how I operate. <laughs> Give it to um, us. I operate, I get a thought, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to work that thought out as far as it will go, as far mm-hmm. as it will go. So if you have a thought let's stay on the same path. You have a thought about writing a book. You don't know anything about writing a book. You need to learn about how to write a book. I mean, it's just that simple. Right. And it's going to save you a lot of time and wasted effort. If you go ahead and invest in your vision, there are people out there like me who are willing to help you to get where you want to go in the industry. But see, I liken this to a young person, a little kid who decides she wants to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And ever since she was small, right? This is even, if you remember, a raisin in the sun. Yes. All right. The sister wanted to be a doctor from when she was little. And she says in the play that, She remembers seeing somebody fall and like bust their head or whatever it was. And then they went to the doctor and came back and they were fine. And she said, oh, I want to do that. Right. And so she kept that vision right in mind. So even as a little child, she knew she was called to be a doctor. Yeah. Right. Well, when she grows up, she is not just going to walk in to surgery and say, I was called to be a doctor from the time I was seven years old. No, even though right. you're called to be a doctor or a writer or whatever it is, you have to go to school. You need to invest yes. in your vision because think about the end. The end is you want to get paid for doing that. Yes, you want to help people, but you want to get paid for doing that. And so what will people be doing? They will be investing in you. So why should anyone invest in you and you will not even invest in yourself? All right. Very important to invest and wisely, but to invest in your vision. I have spent money going to writer conferences, but see now (laughs) you get smart. I got smart. I was taking the next step. And sometimes I didn't even know I was taking a step, Alicia. Right. When I was going to that first writer's conference, did you see that picture up there? I had put my little manuscript together to take, to present to somebody. I thought I was following all the (laughs) rules. I went way (laughs) overboard. But I was at Kinko's getting copies 
and there was a gentleman at Kiko's who was making a big poster size cover of a magazine. Mm. And it was a magazine for African-American Christian teenagers. And I went, oh, that is so, so you know, how shy and retiring I am, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> she Yeah. It was such so a big struggle to approach this. Such a struggle. I just if went I... over to the guy and I was <laughs> Says like. Says the woman who just walked up to me and started talking. Exactly. At a conference. Right. <laughs> and I said, that is so interesting. What is that? And so he starts to explain it to me. And of course, I taught African-American Christian teenagers. And I said, right. well, this would be great for my students. So we exchanged cards or what have you. Lo and behold, he was at the conference. <laughs> that I that I was at. So I see him and we, you know, we see each other. Hey, you know, he doesn't know much about the industry. I don't know. So he says to me, would you help me with this magazine? You said you were an English teacher and maybe you can, because you can like look at the articles and see if they're all right, you know. And I said, okay, you know, that." I can do that. I grade papers all day long, right? I can right. make an article. I didn't right. even know that I had just become a magazine editor. You just started editing. <laughs> and because of that magazine, the conferences that I went to had faculty members who represented publishing houses and magazines. See? So that put me in a position now to be on faculty. Wonderful. And I began to get invitations to be on the faculties at these conferences. Now, I didn't have to pay to go to the conferences, but I was right. still learning a lot about the industry. So when I wasn't teaching a workshop, where was I? I was in a conference. Well, we can call that investing in your vision. Yes. What do you think about while you're investing in your vision, going through that process is putting you in position yes. to be able to make the, take the next step. Exactly. Recognize the positions that open up. Yes. Or, or like I, I like to say, I'm just silly enough to go through the doors God opens. That's what exactly what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. And, I, and, and people talk about that a, a, a lot. Mm -hmm. But when you really start planning, when you, when you start that slow turn, when you're making that pivot and you're about to start taking that next direction in your guidance system mm -hmm. uh, that you're taking, that you've been given, all of a sudden everything around you starts to, to light up. That path starts to light up and the people around you start to surround you to continue to guide you in that direction where you're supposed to go. Exactly. And I don't, I don't think it's just by chance no. that this gentleman was at the same place <laughs> you were making a sign for a magazine that you would then be editing. There had to be something there. And I just, I so strongly believe that mm -hmm. when you start putting that out there, when you start uh, reaching out to your, to the God force that is out there for you to guide yeah. you, it will put the things in place for you to move on to those next steps. And right. speaking of next step, moving on and moving forward, uh, let me just ask you, did you completely close the doors for your life? Did you kind of go, okay, that chapter's over, that's it? Or were there still, still some bridges that you had to cross over before you said, okay, I'm sitting now here in, you know, living mm -hmm. significantly and on your website? <laughs> no, I mean, at that time, we were talking about, you know, the early days 
of managing that magazine, right? I'm still yeah. writing or and I'm still trying to get contracts for my own books and I'm still teaching, mm-hmm. right? I just stopped teaching two and a half years ago, right? I was okay. teaching full time through this whole thing. One of the things about moving from one place to the next, because eventually, like you said, you, you never really, you were doing this as part of your transition. You were working at the same time. I think by, by today's standards, that's called a side hustle. At some point, you, you finally crossed the bridge and you said, yeah. okay, I'm, I'm ready to move forward. And I think sometimes there's a little bit of fear oh, yeah. that comes with, and a little bit of anxiety that comes with that because now you're having to cross over the bridge or cutting the string, so to speak. Was there any, what, did you kind of go, okay, that's it. I'm good. Or was there a little bit of like, okay, this is happening now. How do I. COVID was the main reason for moving from the full-time teaching mm-hmm. to the full-time, you know, business. And there was some thought, you know, that had to go into it. And, and, um, but again, the foundation had been set. There were things I had been doing. I had been, like I said, teaching at writers conferences. I took all those things that I had been teaching over the years that I had learned over the years and developed a 12 masterclass series. Mm-hmm. All right. My teaching helped me to be able to do that because what exactly. was I doing in teaching? Making lesson plans, you know, and all that right. all the time. Excuse me, since you were a kid, you were making rules. Oh, that's and books true. And that, then that part. Business cards. Right. So, the bu- <laughs> right. so the business part had already come into play because I had started, you know, my editing business as a cottage industry or as a side hustle. And now it was a matter of, Letting people know, guess what? I'm doing this full time now. How was that received? I'm just curious when you said this is what I'm doing full time. Oh, my goodness. People just, again, people just started coming. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, people who I had. And no one was shocked. No one was shocked. No one was shocked. Just like, we knew you were a writer. It was, it was kind of. That same kind of thing. They were like, I was wondering when you were good. I'm, <laughs> like, going, I'm glad you know now. Tell me, right? <laughs> we glad you found out. We glad you found out. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, I call it God's favor mm-hmm. because tons of people are teaching folks how to write a book proposal, right? Tons of people are right. out there, you know, with courses on how to write a book. You know, why did people decide to choose mine? I think it mm-hmm. was favor. I think it was a God thing. Um, yeah. Along with, yeah, I actually know what I'm talking about, right? I'm right. I'm 15 published books proof now, right, that, that I can do this and I can teach people how to do this and my teaching style. And I ask people, why did you choose, you know, me? And one of the main things that they say to me is that, I make them feel like I really care. Mm. It's not just, okay, we're going to write this book and then, ah, good for you, right? Mm. Because I do. I, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you do. I do. The, the I really gen- genuineness. care. Yeah. I genuinely, because I genuinely want to treat people like I would want to be treated. And so stepping out, you know, was a matter of really pulling all these things together, knowing about starting a business, right? Having invested to learn what that's like, having done it on a smaller scale. Now the thing is, okay, I'm going to do this 
so that the money that comes in is actually paying the bills. <laughs> right. Right. That's the difference. I'm not working for someone else. Well, and Sharon, I mean, we've, we've, t- we've covered so much. What about, uh, what do you think about and what in your experience are some of the things you can do if you're starting to feel scared and, and the anxiety that naturally comes up when you're making a pivot, even with all your preparation? What, what would your advice be? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was scared. <laughs> right. Um, you're, you're probably going to be scared. First of all, you know, we are comfortable with what we know, right? When you're going out on your own, there's so many things that sometimes you don't even realize other people were taken care of, mm. right? So, for example, I had health insurance at the job. And at the job, my I had good health insurance and I had a good job. And so every time we signed up, you know, I said, yeah, I want that too. Yeah, I want that too. Well, that too <laughs> costs a whole lot more money. Costs money too, right? Costs money too. But I never Cha-ching. saw that money, right? But now that I'm working on my own, oh my goodness, this costs, this costs that much, right? And right. so it can be scary, but... Remember, there's so many things that you already know. There's so many things that you have learned, right? All of those businesses I started from when I was nine years old, I was learning uh, people skills, right? I was learning how to run a meeting. I was, you know, I was learning uh, conflict resolution. All Mm -hmm. of, I didn't realize it, but I was honing those skills right financially you have come a long way right you hone Mm -hmm. skills together i heard i think damon john right Uh um say if you don't know about interest you'll be the one paying it if you do know about interest you'll be the one earning it right whoa wow (laughs) and so all the things that i learned about Uh, my money, right? I knew how to keep the records so that the IRS would know the money that I've made and would know the money that I spent in business. That was over the years when I first started with it. It wasn't much to keep track of. You're going to be a little apprehensive. You know, my husband and I had to sit down and it wasn't for us and maybe for you, it's not going to be a matter of should I. Sometimes it's a matter of this just happens. Maybe you lost a job, mm. right? And so whether it's a pivot uh, that you just decide to take or whether it's a pivot that has been forced, yeah, right? You can still, right, breathe. Take a breath. Because there is a lot that you already know and because of technology there's a lot of information that's free Mm -hmm. and you have people around you right you may have you may have other people in your circle who have their own business right or eat or you may not maybe just hearing Alicia and I, right? Just hearing us right now. That's why now, you're here. Right? You're hearing this, and, and we both have email addresses, right? We right. both have ways for you to contact. There are people 
who lovingly are willing, right, to help. You just have to open your mouth and say, hey, you know, I'm about to do this. Or Absolutely. I'm, I'm going to do this now, right? All the I things, agree. your life experience is not cheap. Your That's life true. experience is worth you looking at and looking into. And again, that whole history, right? I learned that my grandfather on my father's side owned his own business wow. in the late 1800s. Wow. What? <laughs> right? What? What? Going back and realizing who you are and the value of who you are and and you know why during black history month do we hear about all these inventions by black people because we were doing the work <laughs> and so we were trying to make our work <laughs> lighter you right. know? so right. we invented this that and the other right because right. we needed to do it and so being scared i think is not necessarily a bad thing it, it is something that's going to ignite you mm -hmm. right to it does to keep moving and and know that there's another T-shirt I was thinking about wearing today. This one, you can't see the whole one, but it says Black History in the Making. That is yeah. me. I've also bought these T-shirts for my grandchildren because I want them to know, right? But right. I have another one that has a Mandela saying on it, which I bought two of them because I never want to not be able to wear it. And he says, um, I never lose. Never lose. I either win or I learn. Exactly. And, and that is so important. And I, and that was another thing I want us, I definitely want to tap on them getting past the fear and, mm -hmm. and, and what I'm capturing from you in terms of getting, first of all, I, I, I know what it's like to be scared and, and to operate, you know, to, to be fearful. But at the same time, like you said, it can be your driver. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're kind of given, you're given a natural inkling of, of fight or flight response. You're either going to, you're going to get through it some kind of a way right. if you're willing to kind of get through it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't run from it, just kind of get through it. And I love that saying. And a lot of times when we're moving forward and we're ways in which we are trying to measure what we think the success is. And a lot of times, you know, cause we always use a measure of money, but sometimes it's, and you can, you count it as a failure or you move on or you find that, you know, maybe you needed to and, and I think it's also important for us to address, and you've, you've already touched on it a little bit, and that is even in, within that plan, giving yourself some grace and some flexibility to be able to continue to move forward yes. in whatever it is that you're doing. But also, what is a failure? There really isn't one. Right. And I, that's the, that's that Mandela saying is absolutely perfect here mm -hmm. because I think reframing failure, mm -hmm. and I want you to speak on that as well. How it is you? How how do you measure uh, what your success is? So let's not devalue working with someone or for someone for a time, right? Being number two right. is okay, right? Mm -hmm. Think of all the people in the Bible who were number two, and they ended up even being more blessed than the person who they were blessing, right? To work with them. And so you can learn a lot as an assistant absolutely, to someone who is, you know, moving, right? But never right. lose sight of your own vision as well. But we all need help because when you get to the place where your vision is moving along, guess what? You are going to need other people. 
Absolutely. None of us work as an island. None of us are, you know, isolated. Every billionaire that you know is a billionaire because we have bought something that they made or we, you know, right. There are other people are right. involved. I think that's such a great point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that you're, it, it, there is nothing wrong with uh, having to work and you because you did this for for years working for someone and, and doing something else. And and a pivot isn't always necessarily something you need to change into to go off onto something by yourself. You right. could be going into something that is more service uh, in, uh, service driven or given what your purpose is. And we've talked about this uh, so many times. It's about, you know, a, a lot of the value in and seeing your purpose through yes. and, and being and feeling that sense of, cause I know I feel like, and like what we're doing right here today, that genuine sense of someone's going to hear this. Someone's going to take from this what they need to move to be blessed in their life or to even bless someone else. Yes. Um, and I, and I know you come from that. I know you draw from that well of, of purpose and giving and being of service. And it's so important. And it's funny because when I, when I go to your website, lifematters.net um <laughs> life that matters.net and, and i look at it and i'm like well this is this is the pivot university right here <laughs> you can just come on here and everything even if you don't get it from this talk you can you can kind of see your transitions there and see where you went and by the way i am waiting for a shirt a t-shirt and bumper sticker okay for the pivot pivot university pivot we gonna you. call it yeah. pivot you. <laughs> we could we agree to that right we agree to that yours yours free of charge <laughs> And, um, so I, I want to talk a little about what, you know, getting comfortable in mm. your, in your transition being, because it's, you know, you're, it's, it's different because you're, you're obviously a, a confident woman. You've, you know, who you are, you know, where you, where you stand in, in your grace and, in all of that. And, and some people are still trying to get to that point in their life where they're, where they're there. What does it mean to you now? Oh my goodness. What it means to me now is I look at this as a great responsibility that I want to see so many people, you know, blessed. Like mm. I, since the beginning of the literary agency, because when I stopped teaching, I, I continued writing. I continued teaching other people to write, but I also added being a literary agent. And so the neat thing is, yeah, I can teach you how to write the book, but I can also help you to get a contract. So you are holding a book in your hand, Right. And so far, I have on my shelves 10 books that oh, are published, other people have published through the agency because I have helped them get their contract. And there are 30, counting those 10, there are 20 more that are coming. Oh, wow. And so just, oh my goodness, we talked a minute ago about failure and... Mm. Every book is not going to make it, but books make it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you okay. don't stop there. I don't, I, I don't see failure. I just, I don't see it. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I love so that. what I it love means that. for me is that I get to help. I get mm -hmm. to do this. Right. And I get to see you have your dream um, come to pass, right? Now, I'm still oh, writing yeah. books myself. That's true, right? Right. <laughs> so, right. But Good I get books, to actually. see you do it, right? Right. And so success, f 
for me is, I guess, that legacy, right? How passing it along. Legacy. Right? Yes. My my youngest son um, has his own business. What? Where do you get that idea? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, and we're talking about figure. him writing a book, right? My oldest son has his own business. Where did he come up with the idea? But he is doing yeah, something he that he's been doing since he was a little kid. Yeah. Right? And so all of these, I, I see all of these things, you know, happening. And I'm just so excited for yes. other people. I'm excited for the lives that God is allowing me to touch. Oh, there you go. Right. In other people. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So it's not just me. Yeah, I'm excited when, you know, my new books come out and um, I'm yes. excited. You know, I want a whole bunch of people to buy it. I want them to be a, you know, su success, right? A bestseller. Right. But because of what's in them and what's in the books are things that are going to help. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so it all gets back to that bottom line, right? Yes. So for me, if you are helped, if you are moved forward, you know, by anything that I have said, that I have done, then that's success for me. Well, I absolutely love that. And I think that is the best place to, to come from when you are trying to pivot. And I, I, we can almost leave on that because mm -hmm. I just think it's such a blessing to, uh, it's a blessing to be able to bless someone else. Yes. And, and I, I'm, I'm going to quote something that you told me. Uh oh, <laughs> you did. What did you I, did. What did I say? It will, God will bless with abundantly uh -huh. beyond what you can even ask for or imagine. That's right. Am I close? That's, that's I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, that that is straight scripture, right? God tells that's us. That's what you told me. God, I'm gonna yeah. let you reiterate it because I think you say it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> you got you it. do. I would I would I got think it. that as correct on your quiz. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> But yes, thank you, know, you Miss Norris Elliott. Right, he tells us. <laughs> he tells us that. Well, see, first you got to realize who God is. God mm -hmm. is big. Yes. Right, super big. And if you look at everything He created, every single thing was good. It's good. Okay, so you cannot receive from Him and it not be good. That's right. Right, and the scriptures tell us that He will do exceedingly listen to these adverbs exceedingly yes. yes abundantly above all that you can ask or imagine wait what Boom. so how big is your imagination mm -hmm. god is like challenging you to imagine huge because he said is that the best you could do that's all you got? That's all you got. <laughs> what? <laughs> this? <laughs> How about this? How about this? N now what? Mm. Now, now, now what? Right? So I was imagining, you know, oh, you know, I'm going to help like a couple of my friends, you know, talk to a couple of publishers I know, get their books published. What? We're talking 30 already. And already. it's not even, it's barely two and a half years. Right. Yeah. 
And so now I have written out a vision, <laughs> you know, that has the business as a seven-story building. I need a seven-story building in Keep downtown going. LA, you know, Keep going. with, with Keep this going. in there and these offices and stuff like Keep that. Going. Because, because <laughs> my God said exceedingly, abundantly exceedingly. above all you can imagine. Right? Boom. And, and that's that. And when you say 50, now what? Now what? Okay, so let's talk past mid-60s. Now what? Now what? Now what? 70. I got, we used now what? To, we used to sing a gospel song at our church called Ain't Got Time to Die. <laughs> I'm going to keep know what? on. I'm going to keep on you know what? my Jesus because I ain't got time to die. I ain't got time <laughs> to be dead There's too much for nobody. There's too much I got to do. I got too much to do. Right. <laughs> I do. And my and my list keeps growing. Exactly. Then your list keeps growing. Keep growing. And we all just going to keep growing. That's it. That's it. Sharon, this has been such uh, a rich, such a rich conversation and so much value in everything uh, that you've said today. I still have my notes uh, that I know I'll walk away with as well and, and go back and probably take more. But what in in your advice what would be some final thoughts uh for people who want to pivot or are mid-pivot what would you want to say to them well i would want to say first listen to this whole thing (laughs) what i what i would say is do it right scared do it scared right make sure you get on out there and god is with you all right um do remember the adverbs that his word says he will bless you abundantly right he will do exceedingly abundantly above all that's Mm. four right that you can ask or imagine right Mm. and so i know you know how to dream big right so dream big and put those big dreams before God. There you go, right? And um, then, <laughs> that's one, treat people right. Man. You never know who is going to be in your corner, right? Mm-hmm. To, to bless you. There's a new song out. I don't know exactly who it's by, you know, but they're talking about whenever you bless me, God, I'm going to bless somebody else. So it's like mm. you're always going to keep your hands open so that whatever comes into your hand, yes, you're going to be able to use it. But guess what? You're going to be ready to give it, to give it back. There is nothing that I have learned about the writing industry that I have not given back. That was like the mm. whole reason of my making authorized me to begin with. I was learning so much at writers conferences. I wanted to give it to other people right Right. and so that has grown so what is whatever it is that you are pivoting into go ahead and boldly pivot into it knowing that god's got your back and god is not going to be outdone there's a phrase that says you can't beat god giving right and so right. you're going you you're going to build and you're going to give and then guess what god is like well she ain't going to 
beat me, Gibbon. Gibbon. He's not going to beat me, so I'm here. And then you go, well, ah, ah, I'm giving that back again. And God is like, really? Okay, here comes, you know, and, and it's right. such a relationship, right, that God is showing himself to other people through you. Look at that. Right. And you are you are never going to be a support just by yourself. Right. You're you're right. Other people are there. They really are there for you. And then remember that all of these skills that you have learned throughout your life, even from your childhood, those skills are there for you to use now. Mm -hmm. When I was doing my little bicycle club. I was learning how to conduct a meeting, right? How to um, resolve conflicts, right? All of, there were things I was learning. I didn't even know I was learning. And yeah. now I'm able to use those skills. The same with you. You're going to be able to use the skills yes. that you have learned, right? Throughout your life. And then just step on out. We have not said this word in this program but here it is step out in faith yeah we go right step out in faith faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen you don't need faith for things you already have in your hand right and what you want is is abundance what you want is purpose and yes. if you don't have that already, well, have faith for it. Right. Don't, don't doubt. You are here on this planet for a purpose. And you are significant. No one can do what you can do the way you can do it. Oh, love right. That. So get bit. Because, see, I'm missing out if you're not doing what you're supposed to do. <laughs> oh, I love that. So stop, stop hindering me. Come on now. I'm holding Sharon back. I, I, that's why I got to get on my. I got to get on my pivot. I got to keep on in this pivot. That's right. Oh, Sharon. Oh, that is what a blessing. Great. What a blessing you have been. Thank you. What a blessing you are for us and and to everyone else. Just listen. This has been great. I love that. Thank you for listening to Fifty. Now what? Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcast. That's 50 Now What Podcast. In our next episode coming out July 21st, you will also be able to see me practicing yoga on my YouTube channel. Tune in to experience me trying yoga with the Yoga Tree Collective. I sit down with Ja Cole after our practice to talk all things yoga at this stage in life. We also discuss the impact of their organization in South LA and so much more. You won't want to miss this one. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative with producer Matthew Jones and producer and editor Sean Leviashvili. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.